You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 36 of Here for the Truth. Thank you all so much for listening. Welcome to our public audience. Thank you to our patrons. Your support is what keeps us going. We appreciate you guys so much. A um, few housekeeping notes before we get into today's guest. Our next community call is coming up on the 21st of October for our Aussies and the 20th um, in the US. So check your Patreon inboxes for that Zoom link, which will come through. And again, the community call is available to our hero and philosopher tiers only. Um, for all your divination, tarot, self-knowledge needs, head to joelrafidi.com. If you're after specific human design readings, shout out to Erasmus and We'd be more than happy to help you. And without further ado, today's guest, uh, someone who I feel has become a good friend of both of ours and such a pleasure to host her here today, Danielle Page. Danielle Page is an international spiritual teacher, soul astrologer, host of the Cosmic Body podcast and founder of Purposely Divine, School for Your Soul and Astrology Mystery School. She is a self-taught astrologer. She's been reading the stars for lifetimes. She continued her studies with some of the world's top astrologers. She then devoted herself to learning different types of healing to create her own style of spiritual medicine. By fusing astrology, energetic healing, and intuition, she's able to help her clients heal their wounds, clear old patterns, and help them come back home to their heart. Danielle has given talks on mysticism and astrology all over the world, Mykonos, Glossier headquarters in NYC, Soho House. She's visited over 32 countries bringing women together. Um, and she's been on a bunch of pretty incredibly high profile platforms, Vogue Netherlands, Goop, astrology.com. Danielle, thank you for being here. And thank you for being here for the truth. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love everything that you guys are doing and you guys are talking about. So it's an honor to be on here today. Nah. Yeah, thank you so much. Really awesome having you. I'm so happy we we connected recently. Um, yes. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun for sure. Oh, through Holly. Thank you, Holly. That was amazing. Yeah. Shout out, Holly. What up? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just to start off too, like I'm, I'm so curious. I might as well get into it. Like your major rites of passage, you know, your major rites of passage that led you to to who you are and, and the platform that you have and, and the work that you're doing in the world. Yeah. Very good question. <laughs> Okay, so my story is long. I'm going to give you the abbreviated version. Um, it's super intense, um, but I love sharing it because I really feel like this gives people a deeper understanding that anything is possible, that even if we didn't grow up having all these gifts and doing all these things, there's so much magic in us that's just waiting to come out in the right time. So I, um, you know, my whole life, I felt like I was very intuitive, but I didn't really exactly know that word and it kind of stopped there, okay? Like, you know, as I was growing up, nobody talked about this stuff. Um, you know, I always kind of was able to sense what people were thinking, what they were feeling, but I kind of didn't really dive into it more. I just kind of knew, like, I remember in college, we'd be places and then I'd be like, oh no, those, those people aren't good. And they're like, well, how do you know? I'm like, oh, I know, I just know, right? And then we just kind of wouldn't talk about it. But I just, that was always a part of my life, but I never explored it more. And then it wasn't until I turned 30, which if you know astrology, I was going through my Saturn return. Now the irony of this is 
at 30, I didn't actually know astrology. So obviously my soul knew astrology, but Danielle in the 3D did not know astrology. So long story short, I was working in Boston at an interior architecture firm. I got my master's in interior architecture. It was a four and a half year program for just my master's degree. Super long, you know, kind of at the end, didn't really know if I wanted to do that, but I'm a tourist. So I stuck it out. I'm like, well, let me just go. I've already went this far. So let me just do it. And then, so I'm working at one of the top architecture firms in the world where so many people would love to be, but I just wasn't happy. You know, I was doing blueprints all day long, talking to the engineers and the contractors about the HVAC system. And I honestly, it was just like, this was not lighting my soul up. And I kept saying, I need to help people, but you have to understand at that time, you know, there were no Facebook groups. There was no Instagram. We, we weren't doing this. You know, I didn't know anybody who did this kind of work. Okay. So I just kept saying, I need to help people. Well, I was, um, so I was 29 at the time. I was turning 30, living in Boston with my boyfriend. We decided to go to France for my 30th birthday. And we get to France and he's acting really strange. And I'm trying to talk to him and he's not really responding. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so nervous. I think he's going to propose. You know, we didn't really talk about this and I wasn't really ready, but I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, you know, I'm 30 at the time, unconscious. I'm like, oh yeah, I want the ring, right? You know, I'm in it. So I'm like, I'm here for this. So I'm like, oh, he, he must be proposing. So we're at dinner at this restaurant that I really want to go to. With a, with a designer, Philippe Stark, um, who I loved his work, you know, because I was working in design world. So we're there, so super happy to be there. He's acting weird. I'm like, oh my God, it's coming. And he breaks up with me on my 30th birthday in France. And, you know, honestly, it was like out of a movie. <laughs> yeah. It was like out of a movie. So, you know, I'm laughing now because it's been so long and I love sharing the story, but was not laughing at the time. So fast forward, we go back home and um, I move out because I was living with him in his place. And I realized at that point, I got, so I got this download, but at the time I did not know it was a download, right? Because I don't really have a conscious connection to spirit, but I went for a walk and I get this download that it's time to move back to California. So I moved back to California. I had a little stint in New York, mm -hmm. trying to live it up and go crazy for the summer. Anyway, so I ended up back in California and that's when the economy tanked. So I believe this was around, when was that, 2008, 2009? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the economy tanked, no design jobs, now living at home with my parents, crying about my breakup, having no money, watching some friends get married. And I'm like, wow, this is not how I picture life at all, right? I am devastated. I'm crying. You know, I'm just like, this is the worst. I haven't lived with my parents since I was 18. I was 30 at the time. But I come to find out that that was actually divine timing. I had to heal a relationship with my family. You know, we had to work on some wounds. And also I needed to be in a safe environment for what was to come. And so what was to come was a massive awakening that I couldn't even tell you the words at the time because I didn't know, right? This is in hindsight, but a massive awakening. So it really started with dreams. About a month after I was home, you know, kind of just being depressed and crying and feeling sorry for myself, cancer moon over here, right? Feeling super sorry for myself and wallowing in my own self-pity. I then started having dreams that were so real. They would take me about almost an hour to kind of snap out of it. And or I would write in my dream journal, which I just found the other day and just pages and pages and pages of notes. You know, I almost felt like I was somewhere else. And I'm like, wow, this is so weird. You know, I don't know what's going on. So it started with that and that kept happening. 
And then one day after that, in the middle of the night, I woke up in the middle of the night, opened up my eyes, and I see a spirit in front of me. Now, I have never seen spirits before in my life. Like you hear these mediums that grow up and they were seeing this since they were a baby. Um, I did not. This was not normal to me. So I actually screamed. I was so terrified, not because the spirit was doing anything to me, but, but because my eyes were open and I was seeing it as if I was looking at you guys, they're just a little bit more like translucent. Okay. So that was so shocking to me. And I was terrified for about two weeks, didn't sleep with my lights off. But in that time, again, I didn't know at the time, but I started getting downloads from spirit. And what was starting to happen is I was starting to be guided because that's the thing I want to share with people. We always have guidance, right? We always have little hits that come through us, but we think it's us. But this was so strong and this was so foreign to me, but I was being guided. It felt very loving. It felt very safe. And it was like, you know, the more scared you are, the more um, you're going to bring in dark energy. So I had to go through this and learn this myself. There was no book. There was no teacher that taught me. I had to learn this. And then they're like, um, start meditating. And I'm like, well, what the hell is meditation, right? At this time, I was thir- this is 13 years ago. So I had to sit down, you know, I close my eyes. I'm like, am I doing this right? I don't know what's going on. But then I would go into deep meditations and throughout this process. So this became then a couple months to a year. What was starting to happening was this unfolding and this awakening of the true essence of Danielle. So during this time, the Danielle that I knew for 30 years was dying. So I had to go through this deep grieving process. Parts of my behavioral patterns were dying, you know, relationships with friends Um, with some family members were ending and just the old parts of me were crumbling while this new was coming in. And you have to understand this was very confusing to me. This was very scary. But at the same time, throughout this whole process, I had this connection in my heart of knowing this is who I am. And this is what I came here for. Because when I was little, I always had this deep understanding and belief that I was here for something big but I never knew what it was because, you know, in the 3D plane, I was like, okay, I'm, I can't sing. I mean, I could only dance, you know, if I had some wine. Like, I'm like, I'm not really a dancer. I'm not an artist per se. I can't draw or paint. So I'm like, oh, well, I have no talents, right? That's what I told myself. But throughout this process, I was learning that my true gifts were coming out and there was magic there to be had. So this became a journey of all through my 30s of me then learning astrology me learning about consciousness, me learning about awakening, me, um, you know, shedding the old Danielle and moving into a higher vibrational frequency that's more aligned with my soul. So again, I'm still going through it because we all are just mm-hmm. you know, everyone's journey, but it was massive. I would say from 30 to 36 was massive awakening of my soul. And in that process, I started my business, you know, and I'm kind of fast forwarding here, but I started my business because I knew this is what I'm here to do started with astrology and now it's just branching into everything because everything is connected. So that is my story. And again, I had, if you would have told me this at 29, that this was coming, honestly, I would have called you crazy conspiracy theorist. If I even knew that word at the time. Right. And I would have made fun of you probably. And I would have walked away and laughed. So proof that we have no idea what is coming for us. We've got Um, no idea. We never have any idea. idea. And like, I mean, it's, it's so interesting how, like, it always happens around 30. And obviously, you speak about the Saturn return, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm 30 this year. Um, and if you told me last year that when I'm 30, that I'd be, I'd be doing astrology, I'd be doing numerology, I'd be giving tarot readings. I mean, I was working in construction. I was working in a factory. Oh, wow. I've got a forklift license. Like, <laughs> if you told me back then the same right. thing that this is what I would have been doing, I would have, I would, I would have said the same things. 
Yeah. You just you absolutely just never know what life is going to throw at you and when what turn is coming. And I feel for those years before we get to 30, we're often the most confused at the same time about, you know what I mean? Well, what, what our purpose is, what, what container we're meant to pour our creativity into. We've got no idea. Um, so I, I, from your perspective, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to say something real quick because yeah, I'm go. curious if we partied it all together in New York City because I, I worked at the, the Rose Bar, the Gramercy Park Hotel, and next to the Gramercy Park Hotel, the apartment buildings that were connected to them were designed by Philippe Stark. So, oh, amazing! So I was just curious if there was some other connection there as well. But oh, I'm sure we, I'm sure we passed each other, yeah. but each other. There's no yeah. doubt. And then I left in 2008. I was 28. Mm. I left because the path I was on, like acting, and then even living in that bar world, I took a year off and backpacked around the world. Oh, amazing! Oh. So, Remember when we used to be able to do that? Remember the good old days? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Without having to take tests and <laughs> right. and do all this other crazy shit. Yeah. Remember, remember the flu? Oh. <laughs> I can't find it. Where's Waldo? <laughs> oh, I want to ask man. from your perspective, because even from a human design perspective, right? It's it's 30. When you look at the six line, it's it's 30 where things shift. Yeah. Um, uh, so can you explain the Saturn return and how that affects our, our life from your perspective? Absolutely. I will throw this out for any astrology lovers. I also was going through my Saturn return. I had Pluto on my ascendant and Uranus on my Venus when I broke up with a relationship and um, Venus is my North node ruler. So I had a lot going on, but to go back to the Saturn return, which I actually just have a course on right now, a little plug there. It's called awesome, Karma Codes. Yeah, and so I, I teach people about what Saturn return is and Saturn in your birth chart. So Saturn return, we have three of them in our lifetime around 30, you know, it could be 29. Some people could start 28 and a half. It really depends on their chart, but around, we'll just say 30, 60 and 90. Okay. So we have three cycles and that's how long it takes 30 years for roughly Saturn to come around to the same placement where it was in your birth chart. Now, every planet is a different archetype and every archetype we feel energetically. Saturn is about responsibility, discipline, structure, and it's our karmic lesson of one of the main reasons why we incarnated on earth and why we came here. So when we are turning 30, we all, we don't have to believe in this. I love the people that don't believe in astrology because I'm like, oh, well, you're still going to feel it. If you believe in astrology or not, you're going to feel the energy. So what happens is Saturn comes around and we start feeling, oh, okay, I need to get serious. Um, either it could be a divorce, it could be a marriage, it could be a baby, it could be a new job, it could be move across the world, across the country, right? Or we have some internal crisis of, I don't know what I want, or I need to start doing this because it, what Saturn is doing is, this is the reason why we incarnated. So we have to start learning the karmic lesson. So we start tapping into the energy of Saturn and Saturn is a lifelong journey. It's not quick. It literally ages like fine wine. So as we get older, Saturn releases its grip and we can move into it more. So yes, we go through our Saturn return, but then we spend the rest of our life until the next Saturn return, really refining and molding and shaping and moving into that vibration. Okay. So yeah, mine was in the ninth house and ninth house is spirituality, spiritual teacher, consciousness. You know, what are we here for? So I had to find my voice. I had to find a higher meaning of life that I just was lacking before and I didn't have. And that was very apparent when it started coming through. There you have it. There you yeah. go. I'm curious your thoughts on this. A lot of people talk yeah. about age 33 is the Jesus year. You know, you've heard that before and like this big impact that it has or big change. Like, does that correlate at all? Like in terms of it's like you're kind of out of your Saturn returns and then this year happens. And so it's like a huge change or a huge 
shift that you um, that you go through in your life. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, we also all have our individual transits. So Saturn is going to because the orbit for Saturn is around 29, 30 years. So that's going to happen for everyone. But besides that, we have our own individual transits that we all go through. But, you know, the 33, you know, I I tell people, I think that around 31 is when we've kind of learned the lessons of Saturn and then we start implementing. So 31 is a rough number. There's no, with energy, there's no, you know, cutoff. It's not black and white. So it could be 33. And that's when I feel like we really start turning and yet yeah, refining and moving in. So people think, oh, I'm, I'm just turned 30 or I'm, you know, 30 and a half. People are like, I'm out of my Saturn return. I'm like, oh no, honey, you're just starting and you're going to then start implementing it because it's one thing to get on a mental level. It's another thing to actually start moving into that higher frequency of what Saturn is actually asking of you in your lifetime. Yeah. I- I want to ask you from your perspective. We could we could get into a debate here. <laughs> uh oh, Vedic versus um, that's always the question. Is that the question? No, no, I'm not, I don't. I don't okay, do <laughs> but I want to ask you. So, do from your perspective, do, do the planets have their own energy frequency, which is affecting us? Like how how does how does the basic effects of astrology come through from your from from your viewpoint? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is I don't have all the answers and I definitely am not going to pretend like I know. Um, I think the more that I grow and the more I evolve, the more I understand that I know nothing at all. Yeah. So I think that to me is the biggest key to understanding and not understanding at the same time. What I will say though, yes, I have seen that the planets have a different frequency. Everything in the universe is frequency and vibration. So to me, they're like different actors in the play. Like, is this the criminal? Is this the good guy? Is this the good girl, right? Is this the quiet, shy one? You know, what is it asking? Is this a spiritual one? What is it asking of us? And, you know, this is what I tell people all the time. I don't have to do astrology. At the time, you know, the economy um, was horrible. And so I was doing sales jobs and other things, but I didn't need to get into astrology because it's it's not like I didn't have any degrees. I have two degrees under my belt. You know, if I really want to do something else, I could. I got into astrology because it was a calling and I saw how accurate it was. I would not be here and still continue doing it if it was accurate. Because why would I want to be sharing something, wasting my time, right? If, it, if I didn't see it time and time again and then predicting things and then showing things that were going to happen. So how I see it is, yes, it's different frequency and they don't lie. That's what I've said. Astrology doesn't lie. There's no black and white. There's wiggle room and there's... Um, free will, depending on our consciousness. Um, so the, the planets won't make us do anything, but we are under the vibration of it. So how will we use it to the highest good is what I always teach people, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it goes so much deeper than just like we're doomed or we're destined. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with that as well. From, from my perspective, they are, they are archetypes, right? And they, they, these are living archetypes within us. Primarily, it's, it's an inner zodiac. Well, like, right. Well, what, what came first us or, or the planets? Could the planets simply be projections of, of ourselves? Like this inner Zodiac is a real living thing within each of us. And we're all individual universes oriented in different ways, depending on, 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 on how that Zodiac um, is. But yeah, I came from the same place. I didn't believe in astrology, right? I was, I was raised quite in a, quite a fundamentalist Christian kind of background. Um, but the moment I saw, I saw the truth of it and I was began to apply it in my own life, and began to work with it and apply it with other people, there's absolutely no denying right. um, the, the, the impact. Um, and it's such an empowering thing also from my perspective to realize that 
you incarnated here with a blueprint unlike every anybody else that's ever existed and you're yes. here to fulfill a, a purpose which is only yours and yes. particularly when we live in this culture that is designed to make us believe all the same and to do all the same things and to say all the same things and to respond the same way what could be more empowering than realizing that your own uniquity um, and then being able to get confirmations of what that really is when we give those people those confirmations, it awakens a remembrance of, of who they really are. Because most of us, we live our whole lives knowing what we're like. We recognize our strengths, our weaknesses, our proclivities. But we, we, we don't have certainty in that because the world is telling us something different. And then you go and get like an, a divination reading. And it's like, whoa, I have always been that way. I have always felt like that. And then you can get the confidence to actually live your life like that and own yourself and, and be who you truly are. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my two cents on all of that. I love yeah. that. And it is, I tell people, it's a beautiful tool. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have a negative connotation with astrology. And I do understand that, but I also, with all due respect, they don't understand the magic and the mysteries of the universe. They don't understand the beautiful ancient wisdom tool that it is. Yeah. And a lot of people are using it not in the highest light. But like you said, when you can read your blueprint and understand and um, bring you deeper into your soul and um, have you heal um, some pain that maybe was inflicted on you through societal conditioning or what have you just to understand like this is how I'm wired okay and I've been maybe doing the shadow energy well how can I use the higher expression of this and what is it really asking of me in this lifetime instead of just getting myself stuck over and over again it's, it's incredibly beautiful yeah I think I think that's what I love about all these more esoteric arts is you know like Joel you were saying we live in this this world where especially with social media where it's just like well that person is doing that thing and that person is doing that and and I should be doing that and it's like these systems just allow you to to really land more in who you are and get out of the compare compare and contrast game and yeah I've had so many affirmations of fuck yes this is who I am from these different readings and I think my first astrology reading ever was like I think it was like after that trip or 2008 2009 and it was just like a mind fuck, you know, not just because of the, 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 like the good stuff, the positive stuff, but when, yeah. when they shine a light on the shit, you're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's yep. fuck. It's so you important know? though to see all parts of ourselves. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've loved yeah. it, you know, and I've become a lifelong student, not like an expert, but I'm someone who likes to know a, a little or more than a little about a lot of things yeah. uh, and not just one thing. And so all these different things, whether it's when I was going to say, you said Gemini, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, of Gemini. course, jack of all trades. There you yeah, go. Gemini, you know, and I'm oh. a jack, jack of diamonds in the other system yep. we were talking about the other day. So like, I, uh, I just, yeah, I've just appreciated it. Um, just diving into human design, the little I know of astrology and these other systems, it just, it really allows me to just accept myself on a deeper level. Like it really is a pathway to self-love that's different yeah. than other things than like, oh, I'm going to take get a massage every week or I'm going to do this. It's like a deeper knowing yeah. and acceptance that no one could take that away from you. You know, there, it's like aha moment after aha moment that just solidifies your stance as a being in this world that I think is incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually want to bring something up real quickly because you just talked about being a Gemini. You like to know a little bit about everything. That is your vibration. We can't take that from you. I can't hold a gun to your head and be like, stop doing that. And, you know, just learn this, right? That's going against your constitution. And for example, I just did a reading for a girl um, the other day and she's like, I'm really struggling. She's like, I have this business coach and she's telling me I have to create a niche. I have to create a niche. And like, I have to do this. 
And she's like, and I don't want to because I'm doing this, this, and this. And I look at her chart and I just start laughing. She has a North node in Gemini. I'm like, honey, you, you cannot create just one thing. You're not here to do one thing. So that's why we have all these people telling us just the general way to do it. It's not in alignment. And the minute I told her that, she had the biggest relief. And she said, that's what my intuition was telling me. But then yeah. she's telling me one thing. And I'm like, you cannot do one thing you are not meant to. I said, when you do a course, of course, make it niche, like make it um, so people know what it is, that, but each course, but you are a spiritual teacher. And under the umbrella of that, you can talk about medical intuition. And she had all these things that she loved. And I'm like, you're North Node and Gemini. You are not supposed to just have one thing. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally get it. And you said something that I've talked about often is that we live in this world. I mean, especially the last 10, 12 years where the, the coaching industry has become so saturated and there's all these formulas and you have to do yeah. things a certain way. And it's like, why? no, why? like why? why, you know, like someone's program that worked for them might work based on their astrology, their human design, whatever. Yep. Okay. And then they're trying to then take that thing that worked for them and then sell it. So it's, so everyone else does it where I feel like when you start from the ground up, and you know someone on a deep level, whether it's through these arts, then you can coach them or guide them in a way that's more unique yeah. to them. A hundred percent. I used to do more coaching. I don't really do readings that much anymore either, but I used to do more coaching. And that's the beauty of it. I would get to their chart in one session, whereas some of these people would say, I've been sitting in therapy for a year and it took a year for us to get to what I got in the first session, right? And then we would talk about it and we would move through that because it's a tool. Any tool that you use just brings you a deeper understanding of their soul. Yeah. We have all have such unique ways of expressing and receiving energy. So like even when you, when you go to a coach in a, in a group coaching course, how can you coach everyone the same way? Exactly. You, you simply cannot. Um, and you know what they're selling courses for so much and people are eating that stuff up and people will spend so much money on coaching courses, but they won't spend the same amount of money to heal themselves. So we need to change that paradigm. I agree. hundred percent. And and my message, and I know for for you two as well, it's it's know thyself, right? If if you know yourself, well, then all all of a sudden you're not, you don't need to do all all, all the courses. You don't need to see every coach to to figure it out. You just need to know how it is that you're meant to express yourself, yeah. um, who you really are on an individual level. And immediately you're going to get those insights. And yeah, really, I'm really inclined towards. Yeah. yeah. And trusting yourself, you know, like how can you get to that point where you trust yourself? You know how many people I've had in my life that like second guess or question the major yeah. decisions that I've made in my life. And it's like, no, I'm following that voice, whatever that is within me mm-hmm. to go towards the thing that lights me up. I mean, later on that I realized, oh, I'm a generator too. You know, from a human designs perspective, it's really important to go after the things that light me up. Yeah. I don't even know why sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to go here. Now, this is the next thing I'm going to do. This is the next yeah. thing I'm going to do, which again, falls into underlying the whole Gemini nature as well. So there's all these different things that paint a picture and shine a light on certain qualities of yourself. And it really comes back down to like, you have to gain that trust with yourself. Yeah. You know, and this is the issue we're dealing with the world today is like, there's a disconnection from that voice within, from that trust. And so we're absolving ourselves of the responsibility and we're looking externally for all the answers when the answers are there within us. If we just separate and peel away from the gunk and the conditioning that is keeping us from really listening and hearing that voice. Right. That's why more people need to listen to like you guys listen to some of the crazy stuff that I say that's shocking because from birth, we're indoctrinated into this program you know, people don't even realize because they don't even know they have blinders on. But what we're trying to do is shatter those blinders. And then they start looking and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was over there. Right. That's when the awakening happens. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, how can you how can you trust yourself if you, if you don't know who you are? So the first step to trusting yourself is is knowing who you are. Um, and like you you begin to listen to that intuition, right? But often early in the beginning, you're scared to act upon it for, for, for some reason or another. You 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 go against the grain. Um, but the moment you start to act upon what that little voice is calling. And then you make that decision and all of a sudden you experience a release or something shifts in your life that puts you more in alignment. Then you, then, then you begin to flex that discernment. You begin to build that trust with yourself and you can listen deeper and take the next steps and the, and the bigger callings. Um, and uh, the, the, these arts, these different divination arts, they are a way to cut through the shit. They are a way to cut through the sludge of, of the world and everything being projected at you. They are a machete for you to actually... Carve, carve, carve your own path by understanding deeper um, who you are. And I mean, I just, yeah, it, it's just changed my life. Absolutely. And I, I like to joke that astrology for me, because here's the thing. Yes, I'm an astrologer. I, I've done this for many lifetimes. So it actually came very, I would study a lot and I taught myself, but it would come easily to me. And then I started taking classes with teachers later on. Okay. But the thing is, I, yes, I'm an astrologer, but I'm so much more than that, right? And so you guys are so much more than any tool you use because I see astrology and why spirit really got me into it in the beginning. It was my gateway drug, I like to call it, because that opens you up to receiving information from the universe. So now my biggest thing is my health journey that I went through and I'm getting taught by spirit right now how to heal um, different parts of our body with frequency. So that's something that I am learning right now. So it was just, like I say, the astrology whether it's tarot astrology human design gene keys they're just gateway drugs to bring you deeper into the connection to spirit which is your connection to self and that's yeah. truth right there 100 percent. that's that's the truth and yeah. ultimately what would the gateway is to your inner oracle we all have this inner oracle right and that there are different various ways to to deepen that connection and strengthen that connection but ultimately you can get to a point where you don't even need the tools you don't need the tools yep. whatsoever yep. because you have you've made that connection you've, you've bridged yeah. the gap um yeah so this morning danielle i had the most random back spasm so how can i heal my back oh <laughs> we're going there okay putting me on the spot yeah, i'm so fidgety yeah. because i literally like it was so it was so random but yeah help me out <laughs> we'll talk about that afterwards yeah perfect, perfect. <laughs> no worries you mentioned earlier um like you felt you always were intuitive naturally or you felt yeah. you had more intuition and so from an esoteric numerology perspective, this is not your life path number. We discussed this briefly over Instagram, but you are a seven and seven are the most, sevens generally, they are the most intuitive. This is the number of the mystic. It's the number of divination, right? Isn't it the loner as well would make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, seven yeah. is the first prime number. It's, it's the most individualistic. Um, seven deadly sins, seven chakras, seven musical notes. Um, there's seven sheafs around a around a around a baby also. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very very esoteric number. So even just from that perspective, there's no coincidences that you found yourself in in, in what it is that you're doing. Which number was that? Was it because you said it wasn't life path? So what was it called? So this so this this number is the way the ancients conducted numerology. So the ancient Egyptians charted 36 smaller constellations which rule 10 degree windows or 10, 10 day periods, as opposed to the 12 ruling the 30. And yeah. by no coincidence, there's 36 cards of the minor arcana. And what people don't realize that these, these divination arts were created to be used together 
and they're yep. all tens of thousands of years old. So when you get the propaganda that the tarot was just invented in the 1500s and it's medieval era, Christian era, it's all, it's all bullshit. These images are so ancient. They, they can be seen in the Temple of Thebes, in the Book of the Dead. These are the original archetypes. But anyway, so then we, we link that constellation with a, the card of the tarot that corresponds to it. So your personal significator is the seven of discs. And this is the real way that tarot readings are meant to be conducted as well. So if I was to do a tarot reading for you, the seven of discs is how I would find you in a deck. It's not about picking a random card. It's about, it's about setting out, setting from the outset, the rules of the reading and knowing who you are in the deck being the seven of discs. Then the answer is always following your personal card when, when, when I do a reading. So seven of discs, discs is obviously earth. Um, so that it's more earthy experiences as well. But generally speaking, the seven of discs cannot stand having doing anything the traditional way. It cannot stand having traditional modes of work. There's a complete antipathy to doing yep. any kind of cookie cutter way, way about anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how that side of numerology works. I mean, the life path number is useful, but to me, it's not the primary significator of who we are from a numerological perspective. Beautiful. That's really good to know because my life path is well, it depends on how you add it up and depends on who you speak with, yeah. either 33 yeah. or a six. So mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I think I'm a 32.5 based on what you just said. A 32.5. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, not that that matters. I just thought I'd say that. <laughs> I was like, I'm a 32.5. Yeah. Well, my life path. The Gemini is... wants to be heard here. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Play something. It. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like I got excited. She said 33. And then I'm like 32, five, which. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, from, from, from my understanding and what I've learned, um, you, you would be a six. We don't, we, we do reduce the 33. It's only the 11 and the 22. <clears throat> which Honestly, would... I prefer that because the responsibility of a 33 sounds like hell to me. And that's, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, un, I'm uninterested. My ego is not about that. So I'm thrilled to be a six, which is more nurturing and the healer. And you know, like the mother and the, that kind of energy. Yeah. So, so then, what what I can do with the life path number, which which does work as well, is that you can actually create an astrological chart from your life path number. So, oh, so then the six is linked to the lovers card, which represents Gemini. So you could create a chart with Gemini in, in the first house and build a well, chart. My in Venus order is in Gemini, way. and I definitely resonate with that so my, much. My Venus is in Gemini too. It's a dangerous place. I'm going to tell you. It's very dangerous. Going on dates, I'm bored in two seconds and I have more information than they'll ever know. How do you know that? You know, just Venus and Gemini. I don't know. What do you want to know? <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're you married. Know. You you have it figured out. I'm still the one trying to deal with this, you know? <laughs> I hear you. And you're both you're both Sagittarius rising as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love well, at my least, Sag at least Sag rising in in oh, yeah. what you talk about. I'm I'm um Libra rising and uh, I would say in conventional uh, Western astrology. Yeah, yeah, Western astrology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo mm. moon, Leo moon, Libra rising, Gemini sun. That's, <laughs> that's how I roll. Ah, uh, Leo moon. You're doing, you're doing great. I love you. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you. you thank look, you so much. You look much. amazing. Keep oh, up I the good work. It. How's that? Keep, oh, please keep it coming. Keep it coming. See, I, I, I know how to, I know how to. You're invited that. over anytime. We just, <laughs> just so you know. And even when we don't have a party, you're invited. <laughs> what about What's your again? I forgot. Capricorn, I think. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, when you have um, Scorpio and Capricorn, that's a slave driver. Like that is like means business. I'm, I'm the slave driver? 
Well, when you have the moon in Capricorn and the sun at 29 degrees of Scorpio, that is all business. Yeah. Your ass that will run your I ass over. I can, I can see that. I'm a little bit more all over the place, so you know, with the podcast. Like yeah. Joel's like, all right, okay, this. Totally. Boom, 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 do this, that, and the other. Wait, did you say it you works. drove a forklift? I've got a forklift license, yeah. Okay, well, that's amazing because I could like see this image of like you just running <laughs> someone over with, <laughs> with that energy. Well, that's actually why he had to leave the job. He ran someone over with a forklift and he's on probation. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. No, no, it's true. Um, we haven't discussed it yet, but yeah, that's right. Well, you know what? I want to um, I want to ask you, you know, based on intuition, based on astrology, based on your experiences in the world, like when did you get more hip to like the level of, what's happening in the world you know like yeah like when did you have the aha moment of like oh the people that are in power like they don't really care about us you know the mainstream media is lying to us etc cetera, etc cetera. april 2020 is all of a sudden the veil just went like this and i was as you know and listen this is not a liberal or republican situation but just to put it in perspective i was as I was still doing spiritual work and it's super liberal, right? Wanting to support and do all the right things, right? You know, just everything that they're saying, I was eating up too. I did it. So that's why I understand all these other people. Mm-hmm. And then in April, 2020, as if someone took the curtain and the curtain went like that and I sat back and I absolutely, my jaw dropped and I freaked out and I didn't tell anyone for a little bit because I'm like, I don't actually understand what's happening. And I sat and I observed and I would watch things on Facebook and I would watch the way people talked about Trump. Again, not saying I love him or hate him, I just as an observer. Mm-hmm. And I would like be like, huh, well, that's actually interesting because everyone is saying the exact same thing, okay? And before this, my I was always like, I hate him. I was saying the same thing too. So then all of a sudden the curtain moves back. I get downloads as to what's happening and how this is like the biggest joke situation there is and then I start observing people and I'm like well everyone that hates Trump right because that was a hot issue at the time everyone that hates Trump is saying the exact same thing and I'm like wait but he just did something that was actually kind of decent but then no one's talking about that and so I'm like oh, okay and I'm like let's just put it back let's let's move on from him and then I went to looking at other things about what's going on with COVID right what's going on with Fauci and then I started looking and then I started seeing through and I'm like, well, how do you not see this? And I saw what's going on in California and I'm like, well, they don't give a shit about anyone. They're just trying to manipulate it for their highest good and get him out. And and once I started seeing that, I started slowly telling people and then some friends were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not the right one. Let's go over back over here. And then I would tell other people and then slowly, so many people started getting it. It was like this thing was just like dripping into people's consciousness one by one. And then all of a sudden I was slamming truth right and left all summer and people, I was getting bullied and I was getting harassed and people were like, oh my God. And I'm like, how do you not see it? It's right here. It's just all of a sudden the curtain went. So again, this is not about Trump that it just started with that. And then it leaked into everything else that's going on. And then, you know, they're still, they're all part of the same bird, you know, but you you just see, because again, that was a narrative that they sold us too. You have to hate this person. You have to hate this person. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if anyone's telling me to hate anyone, I'm going to look at why. Right. So then Um, it just started. And then it's so obvious now. It's so obvious. It's painful. Oh yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. I I commend you for, for seeing what you see. And especially in the work that you do speaking out the way that you, you, you spoke out um and love him or hate him i mean trump was a great awakening for for many people because totally. <laughs> it, it, it just created such such a veil and such a haze for so many people oh, polarizing 
so polarizing. And to be honest with you, I don't know if it's the same bird. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced either way. I don't know because like it or not, from, from my perspective, so many people awoke through the whole Trump phenomena. Mm-hmm. And so many people now, even still, um, are holding on because of because of that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of whatever the message was through that period, through Q, through, through Trump, hold the line, whatever it is, it's still empowered people to this day to hold the damn line, to not give in to tyranny, to not comply. So at the end of the day, looking at it, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's just such an interesting thing. I'm wondering, did you ever look into Trump astrologically? Oh, yeah, I've done his chart and Biden's chart in my astrology classes. So we talk about it. We've, we've talked about it. I've done lives on it. And, it, you know, it's very fascinating. I don't remember his chart offhand, mm-hmm. like all the details. Yeah. But it's very fascinating when you can really just go in with no judgment. Like I look at Biden's and I look at Trump's and I said no judgment and just observe and see how they are and see where it's coming from, right? And so yeah. are they using this for the highest good? If I recall, Biden has several planets in the 12th house and the 12th house is the hidden house and it's um, very secretive and it's also very Neptunian. So it could be someone off in another world, off in another zone. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, look what's happening now, right? And yeah. then um, Trump has some, I believe Uranus energy. It's either Uranus conjunct his sun sign or Uranus conjunct his north node. I can't remember offhand. And that's very polarizing. That's here to shake shit up, right? So. You know, it's just very fascinating to see, you know, how is this being used? He's here to break systems. Yeah. yeah. And also he's, he's, he's a Gemini, right? And yes. Oh, the tweeting is so Gemini, you know, <laughs> let's ask the Gemini king over here. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, just started, the... I just started uh, tweeting. So, you know, I got to get, it's I got to like catch social up. Media. It's yeah. that witty banter. It's like saying all these things without yeah. even thinking, just yeah. like Geminis are so quick, Yeah. you know? So it's like, boom, 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 boom. He's just saying stuff. It's so, it's funny to observe. And I think um, I, Biden, isn't Biden a Scorpio, if I remember correctly? Yes. Yeah. And I'm so sure. it's just, you know, you can I'm see it in your eyes. Yeah, totally. You're Biden. Yeah, uh, it's funny, though, because when you were talking, like the quick thing that came to me and you said he's all about like hiding and hitting. I was like, oh, is that why he hides in the basement? You know, the whole thing that was going on with him the whole time. I can't even. With any or logic is hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I hear you. It's, it's, it's wild what we're going through, what the world's experiencing. And, you know, we have these experiences, we have these individuals and people take them for who they are and they, and they grow or expand depending on whatever's coming forward in the way that's meant for them in this lifetime. There's so many reasons why, you know, again, same thing with like Trump, love him or hate him, because I, I'm kind of aligned with you in that sense, you know, where it's just like, I don't fucking know, or whether you care about him or not, the one thing I tell people is he sure as hell got people to wake up to the fraudulent yep. nature of the mainstream media. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like with yep. all the fake news shit. Yeah. And he's been saying fake news before I even was like, what the hell does that even mean? Right. As I was in the system too. And he's been saying it and it's correct. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally talking about the deep state. Again, not defending him, but of where course. has anyone in politics besides JFK, who they killed, right, been saying stuff? Yeah, but and at the same time too, it's like we, we have this thing where because we're easily programmed that yeah. like this person is all bad. Like everything they say is bad. Like people just wanna throw out the baby with the bathwater. So we have these individuals who for whatever reason they're in the position, the positions that there are, they've gained a certain level of power and it's like, well, no, they're all psychopaths. They're all horrible. And it's like, well, it's not always the case, you know? So you think about Trump, you think about Biden, well, I mean, Biden, I don't know. He's, in, he's another person. He's an alien oh, right now. He's not even there. Yeah. And then so, uh, 
in, in, in saying that, we have the other side of the scale as well. And these are ancient wounds where we project the savior on, onto it. You know what I mean? There, yeah. There's no balance. 100%. We're either projecting the psychopath or the savior. And 100%. But this is all a projection of, of what yeah. we haven't dealt with within ourselves. Then this, this goes back to it's ancient times when it comes to the core wounds of humanity, um, the whole savior issue. And it really, like, well, we, we just can't, we, we struggle to look at things realistically anymore. Like we, and we struggle to perceive reality to, to be what it is. Um, if people really important took responsibility to... for themselves, yeah. it would be a completely different world. Not to mention if people started doing coffee enemas and colonics, we would be getting rid of all the parasitic energy inside of ourselves, right? And literally um, people don't understand how angry that makes people. Like if your liver is inflamed, you're in trouble, right? You're gonna be screaming at everyone. And half the people, their liver is taxed by all the stuff that they drink, all the shit that they eat. So if people started doing coffee enemas, colonics, and actually parasite cleanses, we would be living in a very different world. Nothing, nothing like a tube up your butt to save you. Oh my God. I mean, I could talk for days about that stuff. It's changed <laughs> my whole I'm life. Jew. I'm definitely Jew. Because I mean, we've been in a lockdown here, so I can't go anywhere. I mean... <laughs> You're good to go. I will yeah. coach you through an enema in your house, a coffee enema. All right, we'll talk about it during the break. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think this is a good place? Do you think this is a good place to s- s- stop part one yeah. and then we'll get into part two? We, we, we can call it here for part one. Um, to our public, thanks so much for tuning in so far to this incredible conversation with Danielle. Um, Anything you want to you know, leave our public audience with to, to find you before we let them go here? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page. That's P-A-I-G-E. And my website is Danielle Page. And I post everything on my website, the link in the bio on Instagram. And my podcast is Cosmic Body Podcast. Awesome. Um, if you guys would like to keep listening, head to our Patreon page. Please, we'd love for you to join our community, um, support independent, independent media, fuck the fake news. <clears throat> and we'll see, you, we'll see you on the other side take care yep uh welcome back everybody um we're excited to have danielle with us and uh we're going to get into some stuff that i think is really really important to talk about um danielle I, I'm, I'm curious you, you've talked about this in the past i guess a few weeks on your instagram page that you recently went through an explant procedure so can you talk about what that is? I did. So are they going to see the video at all? Or is it only audio? Well, no, we do YouTube video. So okay, so I want to show this to the audience. And I'll explain why, what this is on here in a moment. So yes, um, now it's probably been yeah, six weeks tomorrow. Um, I got my breast implants removed that I had in for 20 years. So I got them at 23. And I got them out um, six weeks ago. And it was a very, um, it took me a while to get to the point of taking them out. Spirit told me in 2019 that they need to come out. I told them I wasn't ready. I said, you got to come back with a deadline when I have no choice because I don't want to hear it right now. Talk about cognitive dissonance, right? I was like, I'm not ready to hear it. La, 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 la. I can't hear what you're saying. (laughs) So I literally was like, I'm not ready. I'm going to have more fun with this. So um, they came back in uh, around March, maybe of 2021. And I got the hit very clearly. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I started looking into it. And um, yeah, on September 3rd, went in for surgery. Um, I was very scared. I was very nervous. And I I think this is important for me to share this. Um, Some people go in, they're just ready. They want to feel empowered. 
Um, I knew in my soul that it was the right thing to do for health. I did go through a major health crisis in 2017 that I'm still dealing with to this day with Lyme, Epstein-Barr mold, fungus candida, parasites, heavy metals. Um, bedridden for a year, slurring my words, neurological messed up, crawling on the ground, um, brain fog so bad I could barely like remember my name or my address. Very scary, hard to understand unless you've gone through that. Um, I know that was contracted for my um, soul experience to get me back in my body more. Um, so the implants for me did not cause that. However, the implants did not help and only made everything that much worse because you have a foreign object in your body. And my body was putting so much energy into trying to make sure my immune system was okay for that, right? So, and then this leads to backup of lymph nodes, backup of, you know, hormonal problems, gut bacteria, you know, it's just a domino effect. So I've learned so much about health. So I knew I needed to get these out, not because I would take them out and then voila, everything would be fine. It's that this is one piece of the domino and then I can then move on to other things. So I did know I needed to get them out, but if I'm being very, very honest, I was very scared about how I would look. This was my identity for 20 years. You have to think I was 23. So I then went through my awakening with this. I went through my um, health crisis with this. I became, I feel like I became a woman with this in. So I did not know myself without this. I don't even remember the 23 year old Danielle, right? All I remember is a 23 year old Danielle, you know, insecure, not liking herself, feeling that she needed to get these in. So I spent the summer going really deep into my inner child, healing um, the 23-year-old that felt that she needed these in the first place, that felt that you know her body wasn't acceptable, that her breasts weren't um, okay just the way they were, and really going to dark places. And it was a lot of tears and it was a lot of fear. And I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't until the day before of my surgery when I met the doctor, because she's so busy that I only talked to the office manager, but she's one of the top people in the field. So I, I trusted. And I work with spirit to come to that decision. So her, na her name is Dr. Feng, F-E-N-G, and she's in Cleveland, Ohio, if anyone wants to know. So it wasn't until the day before the surgery that I had this peace in my heart and I said, okay, I'm making the right decision, I know. And, but that being said, I went in, um, you know, I was, my friend couldn't come in because of like all the COVID stuff. So I'm there literally on the, you know, in the bed, getting hooked up and I am crying hysterically because I'm like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have butchered breasts. I'm going to look ugly, you know, like everything. And I, I, it's important that I share that with people because people need to know the reality of this. I was so scared. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this because I'm going to wake up looking ugly. Okay. So I was crying. My, I was crying so hard on the operating table that I was shaking, like giving myself an anxiety attack. And I don't really ever have anxiety attacks, but I was giving myself one because I was so scared because I didn't, I felt ready. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready. You know, but even though my soul knew and was telling me, and I'm, I was preparing for three months to wake up. And, um, the first moment I woke up, I thought I was going to cry because here I am, I'm Danielle. And now, cause you have to understand when they take out implants, it doesn't mean your boobs are just going to go back to the way they look. They have to completely restructure them. And sometimes they're um, wrinkled from the implant. Sometimes they're indented in. Sometimes it takes a while for the breast tissue to fluff up. So I've seen a lot of pictures of women and I was very scared. So I prepared myself for three months knowing that like one, I don't even know what size I'm going to be. And two, they could be indented in and I can look um, butchered. And when I woke up from the surgery, the first thing I heard when I was coming back was my higher self 
said to me, thank God those were out. And all of a sudden I dropped back in my body and I'm even going to cry now saying it because it was so beautiful. I dropped in my body and I felt this block move that I didn't even know there was a block there. And I felt so deeply connected to my body that I've never felt that I didn't even know was missing before. And then I started to cry and it wasn't, I wasn't crying because of sadness. I was crying because I was so happy to be free. I didn't know I was not free before, but I can't explain when they took it out. I was all of a sudden, I was like, this is me. It's me. And then the doctor, and then the funny part is I was so high because I was so drugged up and I was in a lot of pain. So she gave me more meds. And then I started giving a psychic reading to the nurse. (laughs) It was so funny. And started giving her a psychic reading and she was like, tell me more. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just coming out because I'm really high right now. (laughs) And so that was, so she's like, I love it. So it was great. So that was funny. Um, But then um, I actually, the the doctor came in and showed me a picture of me. um, And she said to me, she's like, honey, you're going to love this. She's like, you look really good. And I saw myself and I was like, oh my God, like that's me. And, you know, it definitely was a big recovery. I'm not going to lie. The pain was worse than I thought. However, I am so happy now that I took these out. And, you know, every day it's, um, I get to reconnect with myself in a way that I did before. And, you know, I tell people, I did not get this for a man. I think that's a lot of the things people ask, like, oh, did you get this for a man or, no, I didn't get this for a man. It's even worse. I did this to, and I betrayed my own self-love because I felt that I wasn't good enough. Now, I'm not saying that if someone wants to do that, um, you know, it, it all depends on what perspective you come from. But I, do, I didn't come from the right place. I came from fear, lack, doubt. You know, I was 23. I've changed so much. And um, it just, it's just been this beautiful journey of now I am loving myself Um, it's very different for me to look at myself, but here's the beauty is that I thought I would hate, like hate myself, or I thought it would make me feel like I'm ugly. And it's like, nothing has changed. I'm still me. I'm still Mm. smart ass saying the same shit, getting the same downloads, even getting more. And to me, I'm actually more beautiful because it's natural and it feels so good to be me. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're so welcome. Thank you for allowing me to share that with you guys, because I think it's so important, male, female, people need to hear this. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with you. And, you know, being someone who's been in the alternative health world for a really long time, and I've always just kind of explored and studied things. And I have friends that have had them and taken them out. I have another friend who's creating a documentary on it or has created a Mm -hmm. documentary on it called Explant. Shout out to Sherry. Because uh, I just think, I just think, you know, it's something that I think more people need to know about, especially from the potential health complications. Yes. Like you can be going through and having these experiences and not knowing that, that maybe this thing that's inside of you is, is I'm not going to say is the sole cause because I, I don't, but is, for is some that, people it is for yeah. some people they're, they get their face blows up, they get rashes everywhere. So everyone's different, but so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, everyone's different. And it's just like, you know, this could be impacting you and, and they, mm-hmm. they don't even know, just like we talk about. Yeah. like the the ignorance like you don't know something until you know it so even with this world today we're dealing with with the jet with the vaccine yeah. is that there are people who get it and then they're like really sick like a month later or two weeks later and, and they, they, they can't, can't put it together they can't connect the dots <laughs> right and so something that is almost like so close to you yeah that you, you can't make that connection on your heart chakra as well and if you think about either your lymph nodes all gather around here so imagine this stopping i mean i had to i know holly holly Mm -hmm. is my massage therapist 
because I would go to her once a week right before um, COVID happened because I was so sick and so backed up. And people are like, oh, that's a luxury. No, it's not a luxury spending about $300 every week because you blow up and I look like a blowfish and I wouldn't look like myself. She knows I was in so much pain. She saw my journey and I would have to go to her because it wasn't, um, wasn't for, you know, pleasure of me just relaxing. It was that I could not function if I didn't go to her. It's important. Yeah. And like, you just never, you, you, you're never aware of how burdened your system might be. Because you're, you're, you're just in it, you know? And I love that you said that. You mean, spirit told you and got the call from spirit. And I, I feel like we, we, we all get that. But often what the call is, is too difficult. We think like we're never going to be able to go th- through with that. Yeah. But then we, we avoid the call. And then in, in avoiding the call, we, we, we disconnect from that voice. We disconnect from spirit. Yeah. Um, it was but, so strong. I couldn't yeah. ignore it. I could not. I know myself. My connection is too strong that when something comes through, I could not. But I understand that most of us do. And I did for a little while too, but it got, it was so strong. It's like, I knew I did not have a choice. I knew. And they even told me that I won't even get into who came through. It doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there, but spirit came through and is like, we knew you were going to get it in and we knew you were going to get it out. It's part of your journey. And so that's why I also want to say there is no shame. If anyone has them, I am never here to shame people. I'm only here to enlighten you because the doctors will tell you this is safe. There's no way a foreign object with over 60 or so um, metals, heavy metals are safe in your body, on your heart chakra, blocking everything. It's a foreign substance in your body. And also this one was in my right side. And so you can see, so this one's clear. You can see how this one has all this stuff on it. Mm. This This one was calcified. So this was sitting in my body, which means the material and the fluid inside was leaching onto the outside. Wow. I shouldn't even be touching these, to be honest, but there, this was sitting in my body. And so what happens is your body forms a capsule, um, scar tissue around it right away because your body knows that there's a foreign object. So it has to prepare. So you have to go to a doctor that knows how to take the scar tissue and the capsule out. And some doctors here, like in Beverly Hills and, and wherever that only put them in, don't even know. They say, oh, it's fine. You don't need to take the capsule out. Are you kidding me? The capsule is what's toxic and the capsule is what's holding all the the heavy metals and preventing it from leaking into your body. But my capsule had holes all over it. Some people, their capsule is solid and you can like break in half and you can hear the crunch because it gets calcified. Um, but mine was um, soft and thin and there were holes all over it for 20 years. So that means all this was just leaching in my body. Wow. Yeah. Um, and like we, we make these decisions at, at, at an age and at times in our lives when we, we don't we don't really know who we are. We don't really realize what, what we want from life or we don't understand consciousness. And the other major impact, which I've come to learn of this simply because of my wife's work as a birth builder is the potential impact on future breastfeeding. If, if a woman wants to, wants to be a breastfeeding mother in, in the future, which is such an incredible rite of passage, then these, these girls and these women go and perform this surgery and they, they cut themselves off potentially from ever having to experience that rite of passage um, and no one makes them aware. No one, no one informs them. And again, it comes back to, to, to being informed, right? Because we have all these doctors and surgeons and they just want to administer and do and, and perform what it is that they're trained to do. Um, but the, the right information isn't provided to us at the time when we need it to go and make these decisions. And I mean, we can apply this conversation to vaccines as well, right? We're not, mm-hmm. we're not informed, but imagine how, how much heavier the burden would be waking up to what you've done after getting a vaccine, because this isn't, this isn't something that you can just remove from your body. 
right? Yep. Like, well, I want to share two things. One, I got a vaccine, two vaccines to go to Bali in 2016 to be safe because I know my body and I'm super sensitive. So I was drinking the Kool-Aid too. And I was like, oh, well, vaccine, I'm just going to get the vaccine to be safe. And even though my friend's like, I don't think you should do that. I feel like that's bad. And this, again, this is before I was fully conscious of this. And I said, oh, well, I'm just so sensitive. It's better safe than sorry. Not thinking there could be side effects to that. Well, it took about nine months later. And in 2017, that's when my body absolutely yeah. collapsed. So, you know, we all could have Lyme, but not everyone is going to have the Lyme symptoms and go through that. My system could not tolerate it anymore. The amount of heavy metals that the doctors, the naturopath doctors found in my body, they couldn't even believe I was alive. And of course they know it was from the vaccine, right? So it just put me on a tipping point that my body could not, um, could not handle it anymore. And you have to understand that was just the perfect storm waiting in your body. So when these people, not to scare people, but it's actually ignorant to be like, oh, I got it and I'm fine. You have no idea what it's doing in your body. Do you know what it's doing to your blood? My dad, months later, just got a blood clot. He was in the hospital from it. I told him it was from this. He knew. He went to the hospital. They gaslighted him. And he comes back. He's like, it's not from this. I got it months ago. It couldn't have happened. Right? So people don't, that shows me that people don't understand health. And I, I don't blame them in a way because we're taught to give our health away to the, you know, doctors with the white coats. And it wasn't until I went through my major health crisis that I had to learn I brought myself back from crawling on the ground and I did not go through Western medicine mm -hmm. because I was doing that in the beginning. And then I saw it was um, making me more sick and spirit was told me right away to stop. So it was a journey. The other thing I want to say with the implants is the only thing that they told me, I asked if these were safe, I remember. And again, different consciousness 20 years ago, okay? The only thing the doctor said is, oh, they're totally safe. The only thing you might not be able to do is breastfeed. So he did tell me that. Um, but most doctors, don't, you're right, they don't tell people that. So I'm glad we're talking about it. But when I was 20, I said, oh, who cares? I don't care to breastfeed. I'm 20 years old or you know, 23 or whatever I was. You know, So um, I didn't care. But I do know some friends that had implants and they did breastfeed. But then it makes you wonder, well, if this is so close to the milk ducts and, and, and the materials are leaching, what do you think it's doing right to that? So Part of me getting this out is because I know that I have a daughter coming in probably a year-ish, a year and a half, and I knew that they're trying to get my body good. So I did not want to breastfeed um, with this in at all. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Powerful stuff here. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful stuff. And I just, again, like Joel, what you said, information, information, like, you know, we talk about informed consent as a big like hot button issue in, in the vaccine world. And it's just like for so many medical procedures, like are, are people getting the full story? Are they getting the full picture? Are our parents, you know, a day one of birth being like, okay, we're about to inject your child with something called yep. hepatitis B vaccine. Yep. These are the ingredients. Um, like, this is one question that I ask people all the time when I get into these debates, I go, okay, can you tell me each ingredient yep. that, is in, is in, that is in this vaccine or that vaccine? Yeah. And tell me how each one of those ingredients takes me closer to health. Yep. And then I just, I'm, I'm, they I'll say, wait. oh, it's such a small amount. It's such yeah. a small amount. <laughs> okay, fine. It's such a small so then, amount. then I go, then I go, okay, if it's such a small amount, can you show me the studies that show the cumulative impact of all these yep. small amounts and what impact they have on the body? Yep. No answer. Cause there aren't any. Oh, can you then show me all the studies that say the order that these vaccines are given to children and what impact they have? by the order, you know, 
but there isn't that. And so again, you can't, this, there's no informed consent. Any parent in their right minds, if they really got all the information and were able to unplug a little bit yep. from these de decades yep. and decades of conditioning and indoctrination through every avenue, whether it's medicine, pharma, government, mainstream media, Hollywood, whatever yep. the case may be, they, they would be making different decisions. They would be horrified at what they did. And again, it's not their fault because they're indoctrinated and brainwashed and it's very hard to get out of that, but they would be horrified. I mean, listen, I took myself to go get vaccines. I, you know, you have to get to the point where you stop blaming yourself because you were unconscious and you didn't know, and you have to start fixing it and just making it better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look at in 1986, they doubled the vaccine schedule. And when did all the autism start happening? Yeah. And what is autism? Where did that come from, right? Where are all these neurological disorders? It goes in the, it's the blood brain barrier, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I was going through that when I was going through my Lyme, you know, it completely impairs your speech. And these yeah. children, if you think about all the people that are dying or getting sick from this vaccine, think about all the children that can't actually speak and can't say a single thing. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. And this is where like my righteous anger comes out and- yep. And I, it's why I do a lot of things that I do is a lot of it comes from that, you know, because I had my own history of injuries uh, that I, I connect to vaccines as well when I was younger. Yep. Now, I didn't get it to a place that was really, really, you know, like destabilizing, you know, like some other people that are more unfortunate. But still, it's like I've experienced some of the horrors of, of Western medicine. And so it, 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 part of it guided me to being who I am today in the world. Yep. I know everything we go through is teaching us. I my health journey was the most horrific thing I've ever experienced. And still to this day, um, you know, I, I do, I take care of myself so well because of it um, to maintain and make sure that I'm good. But it was the most powerful and beautiful thing because because of that, I know how to take care of myself. So when people are freaking out, they need a detox. I mean, where are they going to go to, right? I'm, I'm the one that had to bring myself back from the dead. So it's like they should, we should, people need to start listening to the people that are healthy and what we did, because there's a reason why we're like this. Yeah. Yeah. And they, these, they, these are the, these are the wounds that become our gifts and our wisdom. And most of the time yeah. we're able to offer this and speak of this because we have been through it because we figured these things out for ourselves and developed the self-responsibility um, and actual understanding. But I mean, you don't have to go through it. You can, you can actually listen and you, you can learn and you can yeah. feed your intuition and, there are there are ways where you can you can gain information without having to go through the pain by by watching you mean and 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 seeing what's going on, and I think this is something that we don't it's missed so often. We we sit there and we think it's never going to happen to me, so we just we just live our lives accordingly. But I just wish generally more people would navigate their lives through truth based on what other people have experienced as their truth, and we don't get to the point where we negate mothers, we negate children, we negate right. whoever's been through anything. Um, and uh, we can actually observe reality and, and and navigate our own lives accordingly. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. yeah, like, it's quite, it's quite extreme when you think about it, this, this realm that we're living in, and the war that's actually taking place against yeah. us on on so many levels. And the problem is, it's sugarcoated. But when you call a spade a spade in terms of 72 vaccines before the age of 18. Insane. Yeah, insane. Um, so from like, 
from your perspective, like what this this is quite an intense incarnation, right? Earth school, whatever it is, this is extreme soul evolution. We are here to have a fucking pony ride on, on any means whatsoever. I want a donkey right now. Could I request a donkey? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm tired. Like, how do you how do you, how do you how do you perceive this? I mean, that we're we're navigating a lot here. We're in the middle of the most extreme and intense psychological warfare ever being conducted against the people yep. right now, as as we speak, as we have this conversation. What's your perspective on all of that from the higher level? Yeah, what's um, important, what's been coming through is that some of the most powerful people are here on this planet right now. And, you know, there's people that were like all three of us in our power, and we're going to be stepping even deeper into realms that we didn't even know existed. So multiply, you have three of us, and then you have everyone else speaking up. Um, we incarnated for this and obviously we have our own soul lessons as well but you know it takes a certain kind of soul i do believe there's a lot of unconscious people here the most the majority of the world is unconscious and i believe they're just you know walking through um younger souls and um i understand that you know everyone's on a different soul evolution so they can't see a lot of the things that we see but that's why we're here right i'm not saying i'm here to save the day or you're here to save the day we're here together to use our energy and our consciousness because we're powerful and that's where we're going. You know, earth is getting an upgrade and we have to abide by the, the karmic laws of mother Gaia because we're here. So what do you think is happening to us as well? So we're coming back online. Our consciousness is being flooded. That's why it's so important for all of us. We've all done shadow work and we continue to do shadow work because we need to become clear vessels to hold that light and to hold that frequency everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the collective is in the underworld at the moment. Completely. I mean, we're, we're all in our own underworlds to, to, to various extents, and we are going through an extreme shadow phase. And during, during that phase is when the, the hero is able to discover his own innate power. Mm. Um, but that power is only discovered by recognizing the darkness that he has yes. enveloped himself in through his, let me quote, Paul Unslaved ignorance, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's such an interesting time because the, this, this plays out in all our personal lives as well as the collective lives. And so we're seeing people experiencing tumultuous relationships. We're seeing people awaken to, to, to the fact that they hate their job or they hate their relationship or they're so, they're so uncomfortable and they've just been um, bypassing their entire lives, being stuck in the routine, um, which, which all of a sudden is getting shaken up right so we're forced to look at things more clearer for the first time the for the first time ever and that there's great power in in in, in wielding clarity at this time and uh, wielding discernment and that wielding courage to make the decisions which we've been avoiding for so long and i know just personally i feel like i've stepped much deeper into authenticity than than i ever could have if this event didn't take place a hundred percent yeah it's wild to think about the you before this and the yeah. you now, right? And it is, it's beautiful um, to see what we've all gone through and where we're going. And it's only going to get even deeper. And I actually see very clearly from my, at least my soul journey, mm -hmm. I, I can see very well why I was not in a relationship before because of how much has changed in 2020 for me. And now it's like that person's going to being at we're at the same level now because yep. like it could have never worked before and granted people can grow and change together but that i see that wasn't my path yeah yeah, yeah. I hear you. 
and it's it, it's interesting how you mean those who are on a real authentic hero's journey and are connected they can look at the things that did and didn't happen in their lives and realize the higher purpose of it all and realize if one of those things changed the entire culmination of who you are in this specific moment of time and space would be different right and why, why would you why would you want it to be different um if you have if you have self-love Totally. I was told by spirit, I think it was early thirties that my, like my love for me, my relationship, it was coming later in life. And I'm like, Oh, that's a tough pill to swallow, you know, in your early thirties. Cause then you're like, well, then what's the point? Like, am I going to date someone if it's not going to go anywhere? Right. Like mm. it's hard, but then it like really forces you to be in the moment and to get the lessons and really connect with people for just that without having ulterior motive. Right. So that was hard, but I can see now why, Right. I can just, I can see everything I went through of like part of why it needed to be later in life for my soul journey. And so again, I share that openly with people because I think there's so much comparison of like, why is someone not married yet? Why aren't they have a kid? Right. But we all have our own soul journeys. Like this is not what Danielle chose. This is what my soul chose. Danielle's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Right. You know, Um, but that's, that's ego. But my soul had a different plan and my soul has a journey. And so once you understand that, it's just coming back into balance between your ego and, and the soul and really coming to a coherence and a peace with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. sorry, just quickly, there's an incredible barometer and metric now for, for relationships, right? Oh, because... two seconds, you can tell. <laughs> two seconds. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I was going to say as oh, well. Was like, I mean, to that degree, and also just in general, when you're, when you're on that path of truth, and especially like what these last couple of years have forced people to go into the people that come into your life from this place, the alignments that are made, the connections that are made are on a whole nother level. Yep. You know, I, I've it's met the most so incredible, beautiful. I mean, I've been fortunate. I've had some amazing people in my life, but these last, this last year, year and a half, yeah. I've met some incredible people. What are you laughing at over there? Make fun of me. <laughs> You know what I'm laughing at? Is that when you two met? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. It's, I, I know what he's laughing at because Joel and I, we, we, we have like our things that we bring up often. And this is why one thing that I bring up often. Aww. So, so uh, it's just like, I've just met some great, amazing people, you know, it's been really cool. You know, I mean, Joel's one of them. You're another one of them, you know, and we just met recently. You know, I know, through, I loved through, it. Through a mutual friend and yeah. the mutual friend we met because I think you shared a clip from our podcast. And I think she told me, she's like, oh, I, I think like I told her like, oh, I saw that she posted it. I was like, I know that guy. And so like, it's just amazing Aww. how the connections are made. I could be wrong in the story, but I thought that's what she know. told me. <laughs> she was just like, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just think it's amazing. And I, I love connecting with new people and to connect on this level. It's just, it's incredible. Our tribe is coming together now, our community, our soul family. We've been spread out throughout all over the world and we are powerful so we're lighting up and we're finding each other it's it's beautiful it's yeah. it's really just it's everything i feel like we've been desiring i want to i want to yeah. yeah i want to kind of flip it and bring it back to things astrological yeah like what like what in the stars or what's going on like what's happening now and then even going into next year that you see like what do you see happening now i'm not saying you i'm going to hold you to it that you're predicting the future but like what do you feel is, is going to be going on Well, I'm actually in the middle of writing the 2022 forecast right now. So I don't have all the answers, but I do know a couple things, but I can talk about what's um, going through at the current and then leading into 2022. So basically right now we're probably in the most um, 
pivotal time of the year. Um, next week on the, what is it, the 19th. So on the 19th, we enter the eclipse portal. Okay, so we have two more eclipses um, this year. Let me give you the dates right now. They are November 19th and December 4th. So as I see eclipses, the energy of the, um, the portal opens up about a month before, and that's when activity starts really happening and things start shifting. Eclipses are basically game changers for the collective consciousness. So it speeds us up and it puts us on a new timeline. So things, this is when people get married, people get divorced, like this sudden things happen because it's like the universe comes in, it's a clock in the sky and it tells us, okay, what time is it? And this needs to shift and this needs to change. So um, totally speeds things up, big events happen. So next week, and it's also the full moon. So we're going to start feeling the energy come in November 19th, like I said, and then December 4th, we do have eclipses every six months. Um, and then they have about a six month journey until the next one. Okay. So that's when the unfolding happens. So um, this one is at 27 degrees of Taurus, um, which could be about um, the land, food, finances, money, right? There could be stuff with that, weather um, as well. And then we have another one in Sagittarius. I'm actually very curious to see what the travel situation is going to be like um, around the December 4th eclipse. Because um, I said, and I did the blueprint in January of 2021, I said it's either going to be they're going to flip it and it's going to open it or they're going to like lock it down even more. So because it's Sag, it's about travel. So I'm very curious to see what that's going to happen. Um, also, we have the theme for 2021 was the Saturn Uranus squares. So Saturn is the old and um, the rules and the regulations and Uranus is the new and all about um, the revolution shaking things up. Those two planets have been at odds with each other, forming a square. When you have a square, they put tension on each other. So that happened in um, February, June, and the last one is in um, on December 24th, so Christmas Eve. And that is what I, again, I told people in January, this is gonna be about revolution, people taking to the streets, um, protesting, rioting, picketing, um, you know, just um, really clashing and fighting. I mean, you're gonna see a divide of like anti this or non this, you know, mask or no mask, Republican, Democrat. it's a very much of odds of fighting. But I also said the good news of this and this, when I was giving the 2021 blueprint in January, I got the download as I was writing this is that this is what's going to wake people up because it is because people, when you have this much tension and people are fighting, screaming, and I want medical freedom and no, you need to get this. Well, people start looking and saying, well, what's going on, right? So this is a revolution that's happening. So as we're building to eclipse season and um, the last Saturn Uranus square of 2021, it's going to be dynamic. Okay, wow. so dynamic. Then in 2022, um, you know, we're also building, and we've been since, I think that this was happening since 2020. There were, granted, there were other things going on that led to 2020, but the United States has having a Pluto return. So it's exact in um, February, February 20th of 2022, um, and then July, and then um, December as well. But here's the thing. Pluto is not just a one-hit wonder. It's a slow journey. And so as we've been moving forward, we're already in the Pluto process. Well, Pluto is complete destruction. It goes in, it pulls things out from the abyss, breaks it down. So it's like you're on the ground and then you rise up from the ashes. Okay, so it's powerful. So the fact that the United States is going through a Pluto return 
in Capricorn, which is about the governments, we're going to see more government breakdown. We're going to see more political structures breaking down. I mean, it's inevitable. It, it's once you know the astrology, it's inevitable. These systems need to die. That's what Pluto is literal death. It's death, a death of the old. So now what's very interesting with that is the collective North node and the nodes are our collective destiny. They change signs in January. So it's moving into the North node is moving into Taurus and the collective South node is moving into Scorpio. Well, Scorpio is very connected to Pluto. So we're going to see a lot of um, disclosures coming out, a lot of secrets coming out. Just wait until like even mid-year um, next year, you're going to see a lot of shit coming out. Um, secrets that were hidden. There's a lot of Scorpio and Pluto energy. So it's going to be coming out and it is not going to be pretty. We're going to be fine with popcorn, right? Yeah. But the other people, they're going to be crying. No, I loved you. And I believed you. And you told me this was safe, right? Just wait for the shit to come through. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. I'm but you know what? And here's the thing I want to add real quickly. There's also a human timeline. I can't exactly say because these tyrants block everything and censor everything so maybe it takes a little bit longer to come out that's actually very valid as well because they're getting in the way of everything <laughs> so you know like the timing of it is it that's what the astrology unleashes but then the humans let's see what they do with it as well and also what we're being fed what we see is like delayed compared to what's actually happening behind yes. the scenes yes. you know um so like things could already be collapsing and falling. We don't, we don't know what facades are being presented yeah. to us most of the time. We don't really, yeah. we don't really know. That's so interesting how you mentioned that the US is in the Pluto return. So from, from my perspective, um, we all, each of us have personal years and personal timelines based on our true numerology, which can provide us information about the year um, energetically, what, what, what we can expect, et cetera. So, and this is calculated by understanding the our our birthday and our birth month and then you add the current year so america is in a 13 year which is ruled by the death card which is ruled by pluto which is ruled by Scorpio. There you go. it's crazy how the numerology and the, that is amazing yeah so th this is the destruction that, that we're witnessing right now yep it is actual death yeah yeah and so from that perspective next year that puts that puts america in, into sagittarius into um into the card of temperance so there could be a revival of the hero coming next year um, and perhaps perhaps even deeper understanding. But again, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But we're, we're, it's, it's, it's just, it was just interesting to me how, how that was aligned. Yeah, particularly I'm glad you the, brought that up. That is so, yeah. that's, it's so beautiful to see the overlap and how everything is connected. Yeah, mm. definitely. What are you excited about most in your life? Like going forward? Ooh, on a personal level or just yeah like, yeah on a personal level um i'm actually excited i i did um i don't it's very private and people don't know but and i'm keeping it private but um you know i met someone that i'm actually very interested in and um it's been a while since i felt that there's someone that it could actually be something you know and just very real and we have a really beautiful heart connection that's growing and I'm actually really excited about that. And I'm, you know, I'm going to allow it to be whatever it is mm -hmm. um, because I understand that sometimes things last forever and then sometimes they don't. And um, it doesn't make it any less important. I'm just happy that um, we were to meet 
when we did and just exploring and getting to know him. And it's, it's been really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. It's like, um, we, we struggled to have the experience without, without having the whole, our whole bringing all our, everything that we expect into future, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But there's, there's so much to be gained just from having, having an experience and letting things be for what they are. Um, so yeah, that is very beautiful. I agree. I'm learning so much um, about my own, what was my own wounds versus if this is something that's actually he's doing, right? Or is this my wounds, right? And then how do I move through that? And then how do I talk about it? So I've actually learned such beautiful lessons and it's just been, there's a lot of respect and the way we've handled things that have come up. Um, it's just been really beautiful. Like we just had a conversation recently and I was just like, oh, okay, this is, it's just going to be done. I just, I don't know. I just, based on everything in the past with like all my past relationship, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I'm just like preparing for it to be done. And it actually turned out to be a really beautiful conversation of like me just being very honest and setting some very strict boundaries and stating exactly what I want and I need and how I felt. And it was just really beautiful. I couldn't honestly, like it went better than I thought. I kept like my job was like, I'm like, wow, is this like a real like adult relationship? Like, holy shit. Yeah. We can actually work this out. This is great. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking. It's shocking, right? Yeah. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> Very we, shocking. We, yeah. But we we talk so much about truth and seeking truth, you know. But I, I feel like in a relationship, like being able to truthfully express your needs and what you want, as opposed to, oh, wait, I'm feeling and wanting all these things, but I'm not gonna say these things because if I say these things then something's going to happen, you know? So I just yeah. like, again, it's like, let's start truth within ourselves and within our intimate relationships first and foremost, yes. you know? But it, it, starts. it starts with the each individual realizing why, why am I scared to speak my truth without it being the other person is oppressing me from speaking my truth. No, yeah. it's, it's usually, it's your shit that's, that's stopping yourself. Yeah. And then we just project it onto the other. Um, uh, because we, we, we are scared of the fallout from having a truthful conversation because of our wounds, you know? Um, Absolutely. And that's what I went through too. And I was like, am I scared to say, because I'm afraid to lose him because of based on the past. Right. And so I had to work through that. And he even said to me, you know, thank you for being so like eloquent in, in expressing everything that you said. And I said, Oh, you know, that's just because I waited. Trust me, if this was a week before, I would have ripped your fucking head off. <laughs> but like, I knew enough to know to not do it at that moment. Cause I knew that was coming from my wounds, not my heart. So I waited till I could get that out of me because that's not his problem, right? And then talk to him from my heart because that's my truth. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm such a lover of truth. I mean, it's in my design. It's in fucking probably all the things. And like in my partnership even with my wife, it's like, I need to know what you're feeling. You yeah. know, I need to know the truth. Like I'm here. I'm not leaving you. You know, you just like- I, Well, I you guys have that established. This is still new, right? And yeah. so- No, of course. That's but beautiful I, that you have that. But, 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 but in general, you know, it's like, I, I, I want to know the truth. You know, yeah. even with friends, like Joel and I, we, we kind of laid something down in the beginning of our partnership. You know, we met, we met um, what, in March and like, we started this venture together and it was like, bro, I can handle anything you say to me. Like, just tell me what's up and vice versa. And I just think it's important to lay that online. If you have the, the ability within yourself to hold space for it. And unfortunately, yeah. not everyone has space for it, you know? So there yeah. is that, wait, are they going to have space for what I have to say to them? Which is rational, you know, that's the way it is. But at the end of the day, you lay it on the line, then you find your answer. You yeah. find out the truth right away. Is this a person who can hold me in my fullness 
or yep. not, then I yep. know, okay, well, I don't need to pursue this anymore because they can't even do this basic thing. Absolutely. Which is allow and me to be truthful. Totally. And that's the thing is I, I've been so independent for so long. So that's why I'm learning so many lessons with this experience. And it's beautiful because I'm also coming about it from like, you know, what do I desire? I desire a true, deep, intimate relationship based on honesty and intimacy. So that means I'm showing up fully and saying, you know, this hurt my feelings when you did that. Yeah. And without saying it like that, but like I, my yeah. feelings were hurt. Right. And, and this, and this is why, right. And let's have a conversation about it. And it was beautiful. And I was met with so much compassion, so much understanding and so much love. And, um, that's actually what builds intimacy to go even deeper with each other. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. It's like the next level of bonding. When you, when you work through something and you see each yeah. other in a new light and then it's like, okay, now we can go deeper. Now we can go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, so like we mentioned earlier before we started that um, your personality sign in human design is a 23. And yeah, so tell this, me about me. This, 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 this translates <laughs> into your your gift in Gene Key, which is 23. And so each of the Gene Keys, they come with a bit of an archetype as well. So your archetype is what's known as the translator. And uh, this is just, it's so fitting it's it's it, it's it's mind blogging it's mind boggling but I mean it's never surprising. Right. This archetype translates inspiration as inner knowing into language. The translator gives voice to received insights. She is here to express individual understanding that brings new innovative ways of thinking and understanding into the collective. She is not afraid to shake life up and instigate new perspectives, often with a glint in the eye. Her grand statements can come right out of the blue and make everyone notice and take notes. She is a proponent of radical measures, eager to see people thinking in new ways and embracing new approaches and ways of seeing the world. Um, the translator is attuned in the present moment and feels the right moment to advise in a direct and efficient way. Things that were problems somehow dissolve in the relaxed presence of the translator. So I just think it's so fitting, the, the entire story and the the... the the entire theme of this podcast has been these intuitive insights that you've had and this, this inner knowing which comes forth through you to be translated. And I mean, um, there's, there's no doubt that you were born with, with this gift and to, and to give this gift and to be of service in this way. So I just, yeah, it's one of those things, you know? <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing things from a different perspective. And was that Gene Keys? Yeah, that's Gene Keys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Gene Keys is so powerful. It honestly makes my head explode every time. It's so amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Danielle, such a pleasure to share the past yeah. hour and a half with you. We're so glad we're able to make this work and have these conversations. I think it's so important um, for us as individuals to, to come together and offer our different perspectives and, and experience um, the, the, those interactions, especially at this time, because we all have such incredible ways of being in service now by stepping deeper into our, our authenticity and fulfilling these deeper roles that we came here to fulfill. And the fact that now we can sit in different parts of the world and do this together um, after all the experiences you mean of life to come together at this point and have these conversations. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's something I'm extremely grateful for and just want to yeah, say thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was honestly an honor to speak with both of you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Everything that Joel said, I echo. And 
Uh, I just love being able to have these conversations. You know, this is one of the, the beauties of having a platform like this is just connecting with different people and sharing their stories and allowing people like the public and our, our patrons to just get a little insight onto, onto other cool things that are happening and the things that are happening in your life and what you have to offer. So I'm psyched that we connected. I love that you're in Los Angeles, hopefully uh, for longer, but if you end up leaving, it's all good. Yeah. We're connected. Yes. You know, we'll see what happens. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Guys, go check out Danielle. She's on Instagram at I am Danielle Page. Go check out our website. It's daniellepage.com. Is that right? Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to our patrons. We really appreciate you. We appreciate the support. Um, make sure to jump on our community call that's coming up. And we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Take care, everybody. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.